Welcome to Love, Lead, Listen, a podcast from Alpha Gamma Delta. I'm your host, Emily Bice. Join us as we discuss topics that affect women of today and examine the ways that we can be women with purpose. Welcome back to Love, Lead, Listen. Today, our guest is Guillermo Flores. Guillermo is the Associate Director for Fraternity and Sorority Life at Michigan State University. Guillermo also runs Fraternity Social Media, which helps Greek organizations learn to tell their story through social media. Guillermo graduated from Southern Illinois University Carbondale with his bachelor's in public relations and a master's in student affairs administration in higher education at Ball State. Guillermo is also a member of Phi Kappa Tau. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm pumped to be here. And this is just such a cool experience. So I appreciate the invite. Yeah, we're so happy you're here. So Guillermo, something that you're passionate about is branding. Can you tell me about how you got into public relations and branding in general? Yeah, I would honestly say it probably happened in student council elections in elementary school. And I would just see like the different posters that we would make. And my parents would, you know, take me to Walgreens and I'd be like, what makes sense? What can I put down? What are the colors and themes that I want to tell with this story? And I've always been super interested in fonts and colors and how that story is being told whenever there was a movie trailer or a new music video or a new album packaging. So when, you know, back when there were CDs and all that stuff, I love the feeling of opening up a CD, even though it took like five minutes to do, but opening it and seeing the liner notes and the colors and the fonts and just how the artist or the brand was telling their story. And I've always noticed it and people would always be like, oh, that is that did change or that is new. And I will tell you even now, like I get super excited when a brand launches or does a, a rebrand or something like that. I think that just really got me excited with it when I was running for student council back back in the day for elementary school, because I'm like, you know, I want to win and I want to make sure I'm making eye catching materials. I love that it started so young for you. And it sounds like it really revolves around the stories more than anything else. No, absolutely. It's you're working to tell a message or a story with either who you are, what you're trying to put out there, what you're trying to sell or what you're trying to get people on board with you for. It's, it's the story. People, that's what people buy into. It's a connection. It's a relationship. When we talk about branding, I think a lot of times we focus on the big brands. So like Alpha Gamma Delta's brand or Nike or Puma or all these other big name brands that we all know and love and can identify. But we don't think about our personal brand much. Can you tell me a little bit about what a personal brand is? Yeah, when it comes to your personal brand, like I said, whether you put yourself out there or not, people are still going to know who you are and what you're saying. So why not help tell that story so people understand who you are when you look at you or your materials? So when you look at myself, I really break it down into three categories. I really focus on fraternity and story life, number one. Number two is pop culture. And then number three is supporting local businesses. So those are my three buckets of where I put my personal brand in. So everything that I put out there and the materials that I that I share or things on social media, they're going to fall into one of those three brackets. And that's been something that's been really helpful for me with learning how to tell my story because it just makes it a little bit more organized with who you are and getting yourself out there, especially now when you you really have to tell others who you are virtually because we can't really be in person as much. So it is what it is with what you say and what you share. Yeah, I remember being really young and hearing all the stuff about you know, when you're on social media, you need to keep everything personal, private, but that's not the case anymore. You have to show who you are. And now we're all virtual. So like you said, you have to show who you are virtually. 
it's just, it's the name of the game and it's how you're going to succeed and move forward. And that's what I talk about when I talk to students or chapters or organizations, like you can't ignore this anymore. And that's it. You have to work with it. And especially with working with Gen Z, like they are all about bright colors and it being able to tell a story with graphics and different video. It's not really that millennial, like monochromatic and kind of like the same old stuff and very uniform that, you know, I'm used to as a millennial. It's something that has to be brighter and more to the point and direct. That's interesting you say that there's a difference between the generations. You mentioned the bright colors, but do you know of any other differences between Gen Z and millennials when it comes to personal brands? Yes. When it comes to personal brands with Gen Z, they need to be values driven. Like they are, if you are a company or organization or person that says that you are about A, B, and C, but you're not doing that, then Gen Z is not going to buy in because they're going to, they're going to call your bluff and say, no, you, you say you care about the environment, but actually your product is doing this. And they're going to be the generation who is going to look it up and make sure to hold others accountable. I always say Gen Z is a generation who is just not going to take it and they're really going to stand up for, for what they believe in. So that's that's one of the big points right there with Gen Z. And then also they want things that are more realistic. Like you see Fenty Beauty, you see all these different products and things that are out there. Your cookie cutter models and shapes are just not cutting it anymore. No pun intended. Gen Z wants to see people who actually look like people and like them. Yeah. And that's something I think we've noticed a lot, especially as Gen Z has gotten into social media more and more. It's interesting to me that there's such a difference between generations, even just being a digital native. So going back to this personal brand, you mentioned that you have these three buckets that you typically fit into. How did you determine what those buckets were? That's an awesome question. And honestly, if it wasn't for the pandemic and just being alone with my thoughts and not always feeling the best and getting myself up out of bed and saying, you know, I need to do something with this extra time that I have. Because I feel a lot of my escape was traveling and seeing friends and being creative and getting myself out there. That was all completely taken away from me. And I just kept reading about social media. If you don't follow later media on Instagram, they're a scheduling website for your social media posts. But there's so much more than that. They offer free blog posts and videos and their Instagram is just incredible. But I kept reading about, you know, what are you, what is your niche? Who are you? What do you really believe in? What are you about? And I just kept putting out content over the last, honestly, five or six months and just kept seeing that they would fall into these three things. And absolutely, because my life, the work that I do revolves around fraternities and sororities. That is one of the one of the areas right there. Number two, pop culture, because I am a fan and a person and experience when it comes to pop culture, whether that be comics, music, logos, brands, all of the above. And then the third really is shopping and supporting local businesses. I have had so much fun working with local businesses and companies, helping them with their social media strategies, getting them to think differently and how to tell their story. And I love helping other people achieve their dreams because when you have a local business, like they are putting it all on the line. And I just want to do what I can to help them out with my platform. It sounds like these buckets really fall in line with your values. Absolutely. Did you immediately start with those buckets or did you start somewhere else? I know you mentioned reflection. Yeah, no, I, I, I wish I could have just been, I'm going to do bam, 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 but that's just not what happened. And it was, it was kind of frustrating because I felt like I needed that foundation to keep going. But for me, I just needed to let it happen and care about what I care about and put it out there. And I keep, I keep using the mantra in 2020 of you just got to throw things at the wall and see what sticks. And with that, like, what are you, what are you, what are you looking for? Um, what are your saved items on your Instagram? What are the tweets that you're favoriting? 
What are your likes? And I would go through that. And then I just stopped thinking about what my, you know, three focus areas were. And I, they just came to me. And that was really, really exciting for me because then I could brand off of that. You know, that's where I started fraternity social media. I'm like, I have all these ideas when it comes to fraternity sororities, organizations. And that was one there. Then I'm thinking about pop culture with the different, you know, talk shows that I do on my Instagram or the different little um, scenarios or pieces that I put out. And then with local businesses, that's really where I try to put my fund and finances. So I kind of just had to take a step back, do me. And it came to me as, uh, as, uh, as corny as that might sound. We talk about self-reflection a lot in our episodes on Lovely Listen, and I think that this is just another example of the benefits it can have. And it helps identify yourself, but also how you want to put yourself out there. No, absolutely. It goes back to, like I said, like to those elementary years, middle school. I'm all about my gel pens and stationery, and I still am. I'm obsessed with Pantone, with everything that they do, and just writing things down. I love my, um, you know, my Papermate pens and just getting my thoughts out there and just that self-reflection really helps center me, helps calm me down. And it helps me look at the bigger picture because I need to put all these thoughts somewhere. So why not in a really cool notebook? Oh, we love a good notebook, especially when Target (laughs) has them in the dollar spot. That's my go-to spot. Oh, yes. Yes. Gotta love Target. Shout out there. So as you've built your brand, what are some of the ways you've done that? What are the, some of the techniques that you've used? Obviously, Instagram's a big part of it, but what do you do on Instagram? What are like the actual tangible pieces of building your brand? Yeah, so the tangible pieces, something that I did, I asked my audience and the community that I have on Instagram, I asked them, and this was like over a year ago. So it's really cool to see everything come into fruition now. And I asked my, uh, my audience and my community, what are the three words that you think about when you think about me? And people would just write them off. And then I would collect all those, write them down in my notebook. And then I would do the same thing. And then the next question I ask the community of my followers and people that I have is what are the three colors that you think about when you think about Guillermo? And then I put those together and I made a word, uh, a word cloud circa 2010. They're still out there, I swear. <laughs> no shade. But I made a word cloud on the words that people thought of when they thought of me and then the colors that people thought of when they thought of me. And that those were two really cool things that helped make a foundation about what I wanted to do, what fonts, what colors I wanted to work with and who I really was. And it was just cool to hear that because you don't know what people think about you because they usually don't tell you. So it was it was cool to, to hear that. And that's something that thinking through, I'm like, oh, wonder what other people think my colors are or like what other people think of me. And that's such a brave step to go and ask those questions because that's being vulnerable with both yourself and those around you. No, I completely agree. It was terrifying. And 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 I'm happy I did it. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, we're going to we're going to hear some things and that's all right. <laughs> but it was good. It was good stuff. So when you do your brand building and you are looking at how you have put together your brand over the past few months, what has been the most helpful thing that you've done? Um, The most helpful thing that I've done is take pictures of what inspires me or screenshots or saving them. Um, The save feature on Instagram is something that a lot of people don't use. It's all the way to the right and you just save it. And then I put that in different buckets as well on my uh, save feature for Instagram. But I would just take pictures of shapes that inspired me or when I was taking a walk in the city or when I was traveling and just kind of going back to those things and then putting them into different areas. I'm trying to get a little bit more into Pinterest because it's still such a great way to get um, your ideas out there. But I remember on the save feature for Instagram, like I have one that's just typography. I have one that's just tattoos. 
And that's just, I'm like, what speaks to me? What makes me excited? And how does that align with who I am and my values? We've talked about the social media aspect of it a lot, but has there been a in-person or physical part of it at all? I know we're in a pandemic, so that can be challenging, but. Yeah, that's, it's, it's been these meetings. I'm like doing sessions with different interfraternity councils, panelinic councils and different chapters and universities on how to help them with their brands. And I'm literally just being myself. But then I did as a, a session, a keynote session with Purdue and it, and it was literally titled what I wish I would have known before joining my fraternity. And I just got to talk smack for like 45 minutes and the students were just really all about it. And I got to be super serious and, you know, really tell the stuff that I wish I would have known because they're getting thrown into this completely new world. I've also been meeting and working with business leaders. And these opportunities have just happened because people have asked me to be a part of them. I've hosted virtual business huddle meetings with key business creators and entrepreneurs in the city of Lansing, Michigan. And people have just provided these opportunities and I've been able to go to them, whether that be virtually or socially distant. Yeah. And I love that creativity that you had of the virtual meetings or the things that you can't necessarily meet all the time in person right now, but you've really been creative with branching out in these new ways. Yeah, it's been completely unexpected. And I've needed this to put my energy into something that can get me excited again, because life is not what it was anymore. So I needed to get myself out of that, you know, that dark place to be like, no, you, you have to keep going. You have to think differently and you have to adapt. Well, as you've been building your brand, what are some of the challenges you've run into? Have you hit any major roadblocks? Yeah, the biggest roadblock was getting started and just putting content out there. And like all of like the the blogs and the YouTube videos and the like the books I would read is like, just get started, just get started. And they kept saying that. And I'm just like, if I knew what I was doing, I would get started. So that was a really big roadblock. But then when I gave myself the freedom to not care and just be myself, that was super, super helpful. Another roadblock and peace was like, I was comparing myself to other people. And that's just never helpful. And I know that. <laughs> so I don't know why I was doing that. And I let it go. And I was just able to really free myself. I'm not trying to impress people who are not part of my circle or my life. It's not really about that. So I'm just going to, like I said earlier, throw things to the wall, see what sticks and have a good time doing it. It's some one of those things where you just have to try it. And if you fail, you fail. Just get up and try again. Yes. And I get scared of failure. And I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do that anymore. Well, I think that's something a lot of people struggle with is that fear of failure, but also building a brand like this and putting yourself out there requires vulnerability. And it's scary for sure. Oh, absolutely. So part of that for me is making me think of how do you think your personal brand would interplay with employment opportunities, especially for younger people that are still in college or just out of college? How do you see their personal brand impacting their potential employment in the future? Yeah, especially if you consider yourself a creative or someone who creates content. Your resume is, is your social media, is what you're putting out there. I interviewed an educator not so long ago about how teachers are all on their media about what they're putting out there, especially since everything is digital now. So you're always creating and putting stuff out there, even if, even if you don't think it's a part of you, because this is the way things are going. Things are virtual and you need to be able to keep up and follow the trends, but also try new things. So if you might not think that social media or personal branding is for you, I, I really challenge that because that's where we are living in right now. What would you say to those people that think of 
their personal brand not mattering or maybe not wanting to necessarily put it out there because of that fear. Because I feel like a lot of people my age grew up with parents or older people around them telling them, no, keep your social media locked down. Don't let anyone see anything. Do you think that approach can actually be harmful to your future? That's a really great question. See, I always, you know, I grew up with, um, I'm a first generation student, college student. Um, My parents are from Mexico. So I really kind of had to do a lot of my own things when it came to media. You know, we didn't have a computer till I think my freshman year of high school. So it's just something that you kind of have to put yourself out there with what you feel comfortable with and understanding and seeing who are those people that you can relate to and learn from. And that's been one of my biggest things has been seeing other creators who really do things that are, are doing them their own way and succeeding in those ways. If you want to lock down your social media and your personal brand, I think that's always an option and something that's extremely real. You got to do what's comfortable for you. But at, at a time where we're, it's hard to find community or people to connect with because we can't be in person, this is a really great way to get yourself out there. I know a lot of friends who have different accounts for hobbies where they don't even show themselves. They show their hobby or what they collect or what they put out there because they're still looking for that connection from people. And it's been really great to see how they've been able to grow their communities. It made me think of that fear you can sometimes have of putting yourself out there. And there are repercussions, but there's still a lot of benefits to building your personal brand and making sure that you're, you have a virtual presence. Yeah, absolutely. I always think if, if you're second guessing something, ask someone for their opinion or feedback. It's like, hey, I want to I post this or I want to do this. What do you think? I, I don't always go automatically with the 100% shutdown. Think a different way. Be creative and talk to those people that you really trust when it comes to your brand and who you are. Yeah, and I love that seeking other help and other opinions because you don't have to know it all, but others around you can give you some good advice. Absolutely. You're as good as your team. Exactly. Well, as you go through life and once you've created your brand, how are you maintaining it? How do you keep it fresh? How do you keep it who you are instead of letting it stagnate? I love this because I can be a procrastinator. And what I'm learning with content is you have to work ahead. You have to try new things. Today, I posted a reel on my Instagram on the cutest little rescue chihuahua named Pancake. And I took that video in September and I said, I'm going to save this post for a rainy day and make, make it happen. And today's the day that I posted it, you know, in mid-October. And you have to look at trends, but also do your own thing. Trends are a baseline. They're not what you should always be doing. And that's been something that I really have had a lot of fun with. I run my talk show on my Instagram and I pick all the guests the month before and I communicate with them and I share what is needed from them so I can help tell their story. Like you said, I'm connecting stories again because this is really what it's about. The stories and those relationships, I work to work a month ahead. When it comes to fraternity social media, sometimes I slack off, sometimes I don't, sometimes I do it the morning of or I finish it up and prep it right when I'm walking from point A to point B because it it gives me something to do. And it's been something that's been super helpful with getting my creativity out there. So I look at the accounts that I really love. I read what they do. I check out what they do. But then I also always put my own spin on it. And like people might think it's funny or not, and I'll just go with it. Like my birthday was last week and I interviewed myself on my show. And that's where I literally was in two different outfits, two different backgrounds, made a qu- made questions of me interviewing myself. And I pretty much just poked fun at myself for 12 minutes straight. And people have been like, this is absolutely hilarious. So like I said, you just have to try things and you got to do stuff that makes you happy. Don't, don't do it for other people. 
is key to make sure that you're doing it to make you happy and not for other people. I think a lot of times we get caught up in that. What would other people like? Why aren't more people liking this? But if it makes you happy. That has value too. Oh, that's the most value. And I always say with likes, I'm like, I don't care about the likes. I want, I want this to be stuff I can look back and be like, man, that was a really great moment or that was super fun to make or create, but I'm challenging, challenging myself. And right now I'm learning video and lighting. And that's been such a fun challenge. Cause like I said, it's giving me something to do without this pandemic. I really don't think I would have been there. Yeah. This pandemic does have its benefits. That's for sure. <laughs> I got to think about them. So yes, we I have to be positive. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, if you're going through life and you realize that you've ha- you've made this brand, you've been maintaining it, but it no longer feels like you, how should you go about rebranding? Oh, rebranding. That is such a cool piece of what happens in life, because even if we don't think about it, it happens. Even if you're not thinking about a rebrand, it's happening. You've graduated college. You have a new identity. You're getting your second job, your third job. You're in a serious relationship. You have a new pet. Like Those are all rebrands. Those are all things that are different chapters of your life. And I think uh, people might be scared of the word rebrand. But when you're a young professional and you think about you're going to a new city or a new area with a new job, like the stuff you did in college, you probably can't really do <laughs> anymore. And it is what it is with that. So you're adapting. You're looking at your surroundings. It's something I'm really focusing on and trying to do more is just sit back and listen and watch, whether that be me when I'm in virtual meetings, me when I am out to eat by myself or or I'm outside and walking, just seeing that new environment, seeing what it looks like. I always say kind of a a rebrand is every season. It's a chance to start again, to start new and just be comfortable in that space and not overthink it so much. Just, you know, let it happen and know who your inner circle is. That's such a powerful thing of knowing that you will change and that it's okay. And it sounds like you give people the power to think of that's okay to rebrand and rethink of who you are. Yes. And I have so many young professionals who, who will DM me, who will text me and just be like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I don't know anyone here. This is super overwhelming. The bubble that I've been used to is, has completely burst and I'm somewhere new. And it's like, yeah, I've been there and, you know, feel those feelings and those emotions and that sadness. That's okay. I feel like a lot of times we're told not to feel that way. And that's really not helpful, in my opinion. Shout out to my therapist. And I always say that, you, you know, you have to take that time to really sit in your feelings and then make a plan about what's next and tell people what that is so they can check in on you because you're not alone and they want, they want you to succeed. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm curious. We talked about this a little bit earlier about how you, you love brands. What is your favorite brand? Oh, my gosh. Huh. Yeah, no, it's super hard to pick one, but I'm going to say, oh, I, I, I feel like I there's just so many out there that make me super excited. Um, right now, it's Big Mish, which are, uh, if you've ever had a michelada, which is a, um, a drink with like a tomato-based drink, and they are a Chicago-based company that just has the most incredible branding and storytelling, and they go to their local restaurants, and they're having a brunch off right now every Sunday. They actually tagged me to be a team captain, but I just don't have the skills right now to get that done, but one day, hopefully (laughs) soon. And they have just been so much fun with building their community and talking to people, and it's just a really strong you know, Mexican-based brand out of Chicago, and I'm a Chicago suburban kid. I'm from the suburbs, but it's just seeing them grow over the last literally like six months has been incredible because I went to my, my, um, I went back home to Villa Park, Illinois, where I'm from. And we went to a socially distant 
barbecue with my uncles and my cousin brought out the the big mish and and the different flavors and it was just super exciting the packaging just made me super pumped and then it was june and they had like really intentional pride marketing that like really fought the machismo within Mexican culture. And I'm like, oh yeah, like take that. I, it was just incredible. And they're just super personable every time we talk on social media. So that that's my favorite brand right now. And I can't wait to, to share that that's who I shouted out. That's exciting. I am excited to go check them out because they sound so cool. Oh, it's delicious. Okay. I've learned something new and I am excited <laughs> to go and experience that. Well, Guillermo, we're at the point in our podcast where we like to ask all of our guests this one question, and that is, what is your purpose? Absolutely. My purpose is to make sure that I'm challenging the systems around myself in a colorful and creative way, all while having a good time doing it. I love that, the having a good time doing it. Thank you so much for being here today. If our listeners want more of you and more of your content, where should they go? Absolutely. Shout out to all the alpha gams out there. Love AGD. So absolutely find me on Instagram. My personal is at Guillermo XF. And then uh, for fraternity social media, it's at fraternity social media. The best part is that all the tips go through organizations. They can be used for sororities as well. And maybe you're going to see that there might be sorority social media popping up soon. I won't be the lead on that, but I will be helping curate and put it together. But you'll have to check out and see. And I think, you know, those are really the best ways to do that. I can't wait to hear from all of you. And on Twitter as well, it's at Guillermo XF. And I call myself an unofficial Britney Spears fan site on Twitter. So check me out. I love that. Go check out Guillermo if you want more content. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And we'll see you next time. Love, Lead, Listen is recorded and produced at Alpha Gamma Delta International Headquarters and is generously funded by the Alpha Gamma Delta Foundation. Episodes are released every two weeks, so make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss out on any of our episodes. If you like this show, make sure to rate us five stars on iTunes and don't forget to share it with your friends. If you have an idea for a future episode or any other feedback, send us an email at podcast at alphagammadelta.org. I'm your host, Emily Weiss, and that's all for today. See you next time.